Hey there, it's Allison Harris with the Play for Love podcast. Um, today I want to talk about um, secret desires to sing and just some general talk about uh, why singing is so powerful, why so many people want to be able to do it, why it's also very scary and vulnerable to do sometimes, um, how it connects to using your voice in the world in general. Um, and also a bit of technical talk about tone and tonal placement, uh, because I've had some really powerful experiences with my students lately around that. Um, so yeah, singing, I was just out walking in my neighborhood. Um, I'm getting into my fall and winter, uh, programs with singing and kind of switching things up, um, in my format and how I'm delivering knowledge about the voice, um, also knowledge about sharing your voice. And I was out walking in my neighborhood and ran into a lovely new neighbor of mine, um, who was out, uh, putting flowers for sale on the street because we live in a rural neighborhood where things grow really well here in Northern California. Um, and yeah, that's a really sweet part of our community. You'll drive around and see like eggs for sale, flowers, just different offerings that people have um, from from their driveways, basically. And I started talking with her and she was telling me what she's up to with her flowers and flower arrangements. And I mentioned, oh, I teach voice. Um, and it's so interesting because... <laughs> Um, as somebody in that business of teaching voice and helping people find their voice and free their voice and strengthen their voice, um, what happens for most of the time is like you say, oh, I teach voice, I'm a singer. And people kind of like, you can see them go inward, sort of like connecting in with their hearts and, um, maybe get a little bit of childlike wonder and nervousness a bit. Um, and a lot of times what comes out is, you know, I have this secret desire to sing or I've always wanted to sing or, um, yeah, it's just, it's a very deep relationship and very vulnerable because it's our body. Our body is our instrument. Um, so, yeah, so she said, oh, you know, I sing, and my husband's also a singer, and um, she was saying, you know, it's it's kind of my secret thing, like, people who know me uh, might hear me sing sometimes a happy birthday, but I kind of keep it private for myself, and she was like, maybe that's not good, maybe I should look at that, and, you know, I do think that on on the journey of using your voice and sharing your voice and finding your voice. Um, I think the sharing aspect is really important for growth and forward motion because when you're kind of pushing yourself to share and be vulnerable, that's the moments where growth happens because you're preparing for that moment. And that's why you're working so hard to address physical patterns and train your body and train your instrument. Um, but on the other hand, 
I also think, you know, our world is so public. Everything's out there. We're, we're being like kind of pounded by social media and told like, share everything, share all your information with us so that we can use it to sell you things basically. Um, and so, you know, I said, well, it's, a, it's also okay to have something private for yourself that you love. Like that's, that's so crucial to have something that you do privately that's creative and helps you link mind, body, emotion, and spirit um, in a private space that's away from all the chatter of the world so that you can connect in. And um, I personally believe that you know, connecting inward on that deep level is also what allows you to powerfully connect outward with people, but also beyond to the spirit and intuition and kind of that greater um, consciousness or oneness. Um, and also, I was talking to another friend last night, and we were talking about the process of becoming an expert and really like how long that takes to really become an expert in something. And that's why it, it really is difficult. You can, you can learn something later in life, but, um, to really be on a journey of master mastery and expertise takes like a, a really huge amount of time that unfortunately in our busy society, a lot of people don't have. Um, and so if you have the benefit of learning something when you're young and you have time and you're, you know, you have that neuroplasticity, um, a lot of times that is, that is who ends up becoming experts in crafts specifically like arts, um, things that require, like have a physical component. Um, and so, you know, he was saying like, to to paraphrase, I, I can't remember exactly the nature of his comment, but basically, like, well, um, you know, it can be intimidating to to be around artists. Like, uh, he's somebody who has a deep love of music, deep, like one of the deepest loves of music I know, and also, you know, has a, a gift, a natural gift for, for rhythm and singing because uh, his mother was a musician and he grew up hearing it. Um, but it's totally untrained. Like we did a few lessons together and that was fun. And he's in a guitar course learning how to play the guitar and he's doing really well. But, um, you know, to become a true master of his craft, he doesn't really have that kind of time right now to devote. Um, and so, yeah, so we were talking about that. And I said, you know, it's really interesting because I think when we start exploring creative arts, we do it because it's expressive and um, it feels good. And we're, we're maybe grappling with things in ourselves or the world that we're able to find this creative outlet. And that's like where the journey starts. Um, and then if you really get hooked and in it, and you have the privilege to study it, that's when you start uh, taking classes and doing formal education, or just maybe doing it a lot on your own, and starting to develop that mastery. Um, but for me, in my journey with music, which has been formally happening since I was six, and now I'm 40, um, 
I went full circle. So I started just from the pure joy of music as a kid. And then uh, the, the really I needed songwriting to help me process the world and understand it and have a place for my feelings and my thoughts and my words and my observations to go starting at like 13, you know, when hormones kick in and everything gets kind of confusing and, and big waves of emotion started washing over me. Um, and so I started songwriting and then I, you know, I learned as much as I could about music. I got my music degree. I studied classical voice. I studied songwriting. I like did my own homework researching artists that I love and just working at songwriting a lot. Um, and performing in bands and all that stuff and trying to learn the language of the music industry in the context of a small town, which is somewhat difficult, but I kind of did as much as I could. But then ultimately where I circle back to, uh, over the last five years, um, I circled back to, well, what, you know, why am I doing this? Like, what is really driving me in this journey? You know, um, is it the career? Is it money? Is it, um, fame? You know, those are, those are, uh, not the deepest motives, but you just look at like, okay, what, what is driving me? What, what makes me want to keep going? And as I went deeper and deeper into that question over the course of five years and started doing like a lot of personal inquiry therapy, healing work, sound healing, women's circles, divination, like tarot cards, things that help you tap into your intuition, um, creative meditation, um, you know, also like mentally trying to develop like, okay, what direction do I want to go in? What What's my next thing? What's my passion project? What's my business? What's my career? And what I kept deepening into was, well, the main drive for me is that creative self-expression. And, um, you know, I, I love that I, I have so many tools at my disposal. More so, I love that I, I have enough knowledge and experience that I can teach and really guide others in a very powerful way uh, with their own voices and finding their instrument and get really specific and scientific technically, but then also address all the emotional stuff that comes up because you're working in the body and you're using your voice. And like I said before, you're connecting mind, body, spirit, and emotion. Um, so what's beautiful about that is that, um, creative expression is, is, as I said, in, in the first podcast I did talking about, um, singing and just using your voice and kind of breaking down the myth of, uh, what's a good voice is that creative expression is a God given right. Or maybe just expression is a better term. Like we are here on earth to express ourselves, um, and I believe to express the uniqueness of our being. And um, singing is an incredibly powerful way to do that because, um, and I've talked about this before too, but that your body is literally your instrument. So like everything that, um, everything that is, in your body, in your mind, in your emotional being, in, in your story, how are you living your life? What happened the night before? 
What did you eat? What did you drink? Um, how are you feeling? Uh, you know, have you been crying? Have you been laughing? Have you been yelling? Have you been, um, not talking to anybody? Like all of these things are, are going to affect your voice that day. And then also just the general makeup of your body and the way that you are specifically designed, um, forms your instrument and also like where you know where do you live where are your parents from how do they speak how do you speak how how do people use their voices around you and how do you use use your voice like are you in a place where you're encouraged to like be loud and vocal um or do you not have that in your life and um it's just I don't know. I mean, in some ways, I think that singing might be in that in that context, kind of the purest and most accessible form of creativity. Um, Because, you know, we use our voices as humans to communicate. And so it's something that everybody has access to. It's not, it's not the same as like, you know, not everybody um, is great at using their hands or using a pen. Like every everybody um, can speak unless you have some kind of condition that you can't. But um, so yeah, singing is just. Um, I kind of wonder. It would be interesting to kind of do a theor- uh, a survey, and. Um, like on a broad, on a broad level and just ask, like, do you have a desire to sing? I think a lot of people have been told they couldn't or think they can't. Again, that's, that's kind of a myth. That's, I blame that partially on the music industry and just our culture. But, um, yeah. Do you have a secret desire to sing? Um, and then the other beautiful thing is that the more that I've taught, uh, again, I really think that every, everybody really does have the ability to be a singer. And even if you struggle to match pitch, what I've discovered over many years of teaching is that um, it's not because you can't hear the pitch. It's, I think we really are kind of hardwired to resonate with the pitch and hear it and have it in our bodies but sometimes people are disconnected from their body um, or for whatever reason, they don't physically understand what they have to do to make that note, uh, either a low note, a high note in the middle. They just literally have no context for how that feels, almost like a dance move. Um, so that's another one of my theories at this point. I kind of believe that being tone deaf doesn't exist. I don't think that's actually a thing. Um, and I also believe that like 90% of the population has a deep, a deep desire to sing. So yeah, maybe I'll have to do that survey somehow and, uh, find out. And then, yeah, I mean, again, with, with tone and using the voice, it's just so powerful what you can do physically. So, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about what great tone is and what it is, is it's like the perfect marriage between a presence of tone, which is kind of the nasality of tone, 
um, the resonance of it, that it's really resonating in the correct place in your body so that it's amplifying out because it's resonating in your body rather than being pushed through the vocal cords. Um, and then warmth and roundness. So if you have too much warmth and roundness, um, the tone is gonna gonna get swallowed in your body and it'll sound kind of funny. Or, or it'll be really uh, breathy and not really not present. If you have too much nasality, then it's not a pleasant tone. It might be an interesting tone or compelling. Um, and it definitely will be like very noticeable <laughs> and it'll catch people's ears, but it won't be like a pleasing tone. So that marriage of nasality, learning how to both place something in a focused place, basically like your third eye and your nose, kind of in that space resonating. Um, but then also to really like make the, the mouth this beautiful round vessel to warm up the tone through every vowel um, and really have a consistent filter and shape so that you're not sounding different as you sing different words, but you have the same tone through all of the verses, all of the words, all of the different syllables and vowels. So the roundness comes from a relaxed tongue. So you're relaxed at the back of the throat. Um, and then mostly from the lifted soft palate at the back of the mouth. That's really the trick that we don't really do when we speak. That for singing, you really have to learn. It's making me yawn because oh, when you yawn, <laughs> your soft palate lifts. So learning to hold that round space through every vowel. Um while also accessing this tonal nasality is really um, the secret to good tone. And it, it requires breaking lifelong habits. So that part does require physical training and practice and discipline and daily training, really, if you really want to change your instrument. Uh, but it's very exciting. And um, yeah, I'm just so excited. I feel like uh, I'm just getting more committed to this path lately. And, um, you know, when we get clear on something, a lot of times we get reflections back that uh, this is the right thing. So I, I have people reaching out to me to, to work with me on voice for various healing uh, reasons and because they want to get more in touch with their own voice or heal something that they feel is missing in their voice or has been damaged and then also wanting to share their voices um, so I can't think of anything more exciting than that. And, um, let's see how I'm doing on time here. So this is a little shorter today, just 20 minutes, but I just wanted to check in with you, let you know what I'm up to. Um, I'm constantly thinking about what I want to share next. I do want to share some stories from my musical life, um, you know, some tips about the music industry and business and booking if you're at that level. Um, so lots more to come. I love sharing just things that come up week to week with my students and my own life. And I hope you enjoyed that little blurb and got some inspiration from it. If you have any questions or want to reach out and connect with me, you can email allisonsowls at gmail.com. A-L-I-S-O-N-S-O-W-L-S -S -S at gmail.com. Thank you so much for the people who have listened and been reaching out to me to let me know what you think. And um, I will talk to you soon.